17 minutes to 9 on this Monday, and we look at the realities of life and the fact that at times we are blessed with siblings. I still believe it's a blessing. Uh-huh. And um, then there are all types of scenarios that uh, come about. And the dynamic, of course, is amongst many that you are often put up against each other, pitted against one another, either in a healthy or unhealthy way. Because I think there's, there are some positives around this uh, issue of competition amongst the siblings. But how do we manage it when, for example, it is not so positive, when it's destructive? And how do we avoid absolute collision, confusion, and all of that? Well, joining us on the line is Dr. Tepiso Matenji, life coach, psychologist. It is Personal Mastery on Mondays. Good morning, Doc. Good morning, morning, Fever family. How are you guys? Good morning. We're good. Happy Spring Day, Doc. Like officially, officially, officially. <laughs> oh, officially. yes, yes. Spring chickens are springing today. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I, I believe you're one of them. <laughs> I am one of them, yes. Thank you so much. Now, uh, I mean, let's talk about this. Yes, siblings, I believe, are a blessing. But then there are other types of dynamics at play. And what are the contributing factors to what people generally call the sibling rivalry? Look, um, the family uh, microcosm is one of those places where as children, as people, as individuals, it's our first encounter with conflict and we learn them because some of us, we end up not learning them. So that taunting, that bullying, that name calling, that teasing that you're experiencing from your siblings is actually your initial engagement in terms of learning the social skills of how to assert yourself, how to communicate your needs, but also how to learn how to back down. So you learn your resolutions within the microcosm of the home. Mm-hmm. We see a lot of kids who do not have siblings when they get into trash, for example. They struggle with sharing. They even struggle with asserting themselves and having boundaries or knowing who they are in terms of ego strength and self-concept. They struggle with who I am and who you are and how I need to be part of what you're included in me, click without losing who I am. So those are important skills later on. We understand that it is a natural um, um, interaction with your siblings. But as adults, there's a different awareness, there's a different level of maturity that we expect individuals to have. Mm. And if the rivalry continues, we know that there's much deep-seated hurt that the individuals have, mainly because of how parents treated them, how they grew up, and the limited resources they had to compete over. So those types of factors actually play into what is happening as adults in the invisible rivalry continues. And so, Doctor, how do we uh, differentiate between healthy competition and unhealthy competition? How, how do we know where to draw the line? Look, there, there, there is one. I want, I, I, the first one I want to talk about is let's differentiate between the battle and the war. And for people, when they know that the sibling rivalry is unhealthy, the war is the one about being the family and the battle is about being right or about winning, right? Mm. When, the, the, when the sibling rivalry is unhealthy, you realize that we are no longer family. We are no longer even able to look at each other. We are no longer even able there to listen to each other and to be there for each other in crisis. Mm-hmm. We are family because of the blood crossing through our veins, but we've lost the war. Yeah. But if it is a healthy kind of sibling level, we can lose the battle. Sometimes I win, sometimes you win. Sometimes I'm right, sometimes you are right. And sometimes we are both winning, right? Mm-hmm. But we realize that when it is toxic, we, we, it, it damages the integrity of the family, the bond that we're supposed to be having. Doctor, I have to mention the role of parents, whether you're an adult or not. You know, if you're fortunate enough to still have your parents while you're an adult, I mean, it is a reality. And I have a feeling, and even based on experience, that sometimes parents do contribute to this this rivalry where, you know, say I'm always right uh, because maybe I'm the firstborn or maybe I'm the only son. 
and the rest of my sisters, they're never right. They're never good enough. What, what do you say to, 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 that, to that scenario? Of course, there is a fact to that. I mean, the fact that you are the last born and you're the only son in the family, you are the favorite, you are the darker one that looks like that, becomes important. Or the fact that you're the one who's educated because, you know, you hold the purse springs whenever we are discussing what's happening this Christmas. We bring to you because you have the money. Mm. That is important. It's important also the fact that you are the one who is married and your siblings are not married, they're divorced, they're drunkards. You do not get to discuss and include them in what's happening at the end of the day. Those are all valid factors. Sure. And the point is that our relationship, it has to actually be at the level where we are no longer in the place we want to explain our parents' choices. It's about you and I as adults. Mm. As children, it's a factor, but as adults, it has to be about you and I as siblings. Right, Doctor, what we'll do is uh, we're going to take calls now because I would imagine there's some experiences uh, that uh, have to come to the fore. 089-110-3377. What are your experiences in regard to competition among siblings, your brothers, your sisters, or even mm-hmm. cousins? Because you know, in some cases, uh, there's no cousin, it's just brother, sister, regardless of, you know, how it all came about. Yeah. And, and how do you manage that? And, and what are the scenarios that you've experienced that you'd like to share with us? You can call us right now. And I'm not. Right, we'll go straight to the line. We have Neo in Boxburg on Personal Mastery. Neo, good morning. Good morning, how are you? Very well. All right, uh, we're trying to get through as many calls as we can. So let's... um. Yeah. Obviously, get to the point of uh, and the essence of what, what you would like to share with us. Go ahead. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, um, I agree um, with the fact that um, parents contribute a lot uh, to, uh, to the sibling rival, uh, rivalry thing. You know, because you know, like um, like they compa- uh, like they compare their children um, based on uh, based on what they can provide. You know, as in like um, um, like if one has a job and the other doesn't have a job, you mm-hmm. mean um, like they uh, like they'll always talk bad about the one that doesn't have a job. And tell them to stop lazing around at home, stop eating, um, you know, those kind of things, you know. And then it, um, like it affects um, that person mentally, you know, because like they grow up, but um, their parents um, don't love them, you know. And, and, what, and, about, then, yeah. and what about in your experience? I mean, how have you managed to navigate that? Yeah, um, like the same thing happened to me, you know. Um, yeah, um, like when I had a job, um, and then when I lost my job, things changed um, um drastically you know but now um now that um now that i got back on my feet you know like they're starting to change right now sure so yeah it's it's um it's tough eh? it's really tough all right thanks for that experience Newa. uh we'll go to t- uh, lerato who is in davidson lerato good morning yes yes hi go ahead morning how are you guys very well thank you i'm okay mina in my society we are three girls i'm the first one and my mom she always said with her so my problem is that we are fighting, and last time I told my mother that when when she can pass on, it will be a problem. Because mm. now the last one doesn't respect us. Mm. Even even the neighbors, they know that we hate her, which is not Ooh. true. It came to a point that when we are not home, we have to lock our room. Because she takes everything without any asking. Mm. So it's a serious problem. All right. Uh, we appreciate your story, uh, uh, Lerato, and uh, we'll obviously get uh, Dr. Matenchi to weigh in on that mm-hmm. one. Uh, we'll take a, a quick break, and when we return, we'll look at the two uh, primary uh, matters that came through from both calls, and we'll take it from there. It is personal mastery on The Morning Flavor, and joining us is psychologist and life coach, Dr. Tsepiso Matenchi. You know, as we navigate these waters, and uh, it's also about essentially managing and 
you know, learning how to correct certain things that have uh, not quite been on point. But we have to identify where the issues are. Now, Doctor, we have two very interesting calls, uh, one from Neo and one from Lerato. Neo was talking about how when he wasn't working, the family almost shunned him. And when he started working, you know, things changed. Is it about just, you know, sucking it up as a person, being a, an adult about it and, and taking it on the chin? Or is there something deeper to that? No, there is something deeper to it. What he said that it affects his mental immunity, self-concept. It affects your self-esteem. It affects the way that you look at yourself. You don't mm-hmm. feel like you are worthy. You don't feel like you're good enough. You also don't feel supported. And it feels like it is actually depressing. It creates a lot of depression for a lot of people. And it actually affects their ability to bounce back from whatever challenges that they face. So what now I'm saying is very, very valid. And I think it is important when you are the sibling on the other end and you're saying, okay, I want to do personal mastery. I want to repair our relationship. Yeah. I want our sense of family to be together, to recognize the harm, the damage it has caused to the other sibling. Mm-hmm. And that if you are going to have a conversation, you have to begin with validating their lived experience. And by the way, when you validate it, it doesn't mean that you are agreeing with what mm-hmm. they're, with their version of events. It doesn't even mean that you are, but you are saying that your emotional lived experience is valid. I get it. I acknowledge it. And if I was feeling the same way, I would also be hurt. And I understand how it has damaged you into adulthood and how it's now affecting my relationship with you as a sibling. And then, of course, Lerato spoke about uh, the last born in the family who um, has been at constant war with them or the other way around and and all of that. What's your response? What do you say to someone who, who says that to you? Okay, I'm assuming that Lerato's sister is an adult. It's a very difficult conversation to try and change your mother, who is very, very mm. old, over patterns that they've established over ages. And some of us as adults, when we know better and we learn better about life and about things, we want to coach our parents. That's the most difficult thing ever that you can do. Mm. You should tell the parent that the way you are parenting, there's something wrong. Yeah. Because that's fundamentally what you are saying. So let's focus on your sibling, Lerato. And if you're going to have the conversation with your sibling, there's a couple of things that you need to know about personal mastery. You can't do any type of conversations that require some kind of critical introspection if that mm. person does not have the maturity level to do it. Yeah. Sometimes people just don't. They don't have the ability to critically self-introspect. Mm. They are not willing to look at what they are doing to contribute to the situation and what they need to do to turn the situation around. And so by the definition in terms of psychological, uh, their EQ level is low or their self-awareness is very low. But for you to have a conversation with an adult sibling, look at four things. Are they aware of themselves, critically so? Not just what they're good at or what they're feeling. Are they aware of their actions and their thoughts and how it impacts other people? Even if for now it gives them what they want, but the long-term impact or ramifications of it, they cannot completely understand. Secondly, are they able to self-manage? Are they able to contain what they're feeling and recognize you can't just always act impulsively? And then are they able to self-correct? Because if a person cannot correct themselves, they are not going to be able to see their own limitations and mistakes. You coming to talk to them about my sister, Let's go over things out. You're going to come like like you're coming from a high horse, um, mm. um, criticizing them. So they're going to feel offended when you're coming because they don't know how to look at themselves, find flaws with themselves, and try to work it out. Or also to learn to deal with negative uh, feedback. Because this conversation about how we win the war, about us being a family, it's about us actually having honest conversations and then saying, okay, let, how do we support each other? How do we overlook what our parents have done and elevate our relationship beyond everything else? And then finally, self-generation, reinventing yourself as siblings. When you are adults, 
you realize we can't keep explaining what our parents did. Let's work on how we move forward together. If that's the case with your sibling or adult, absolutely have the conversation. We can go for counseling together. But if it isn't possible, you might actually have to relent to the fact that, hey, my sister, I'm mature. And you know what? I have to, you know, I have mm. to, 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 to choose what I fight or in which battles I look, I look away from. So then, Doctor, how do we move forward and become better parents, uh, you know, uh, that are not going to necessarily put their kids against each other? How do we um, help ourselves sort of break down those psychological trappings that make us favor a child over the other? I love your question, Kelly. Um, So there's an activity that we do as young as two will give an adult parent feedback. Mm -hmm. So my first thing is, Listen, mm. listen when the child tells you this is unfair, you do not like me. They might not necessarily fully comprehend the situation and the context, yeah. but listen to that feedback and try to reach the child. And especially with teenagers, sometimes they do not speak, but they expect you to observe. So pay attention to the way you show up, how you present yourself when you're engaging with your teenage kids. The feedback that they give you sometimes, it's subtle. Sometimes you can say it's rebelliousness or mm. somebody being um, you know, cantankerous, but at the same time, they are giving you feedback about how you are as a parent. Mm. And then be willing to change, be willing to learn, and let them teach you because they you don't know them as well as you think sometimes mm. in terms of their own emotional issues. Let mm. them teach you how to treat you, how to treat them because you don't always respond in the way that is congruent with how yeah. they would like to be treated. All right, we'll go to Millie in Durban. Millie, good morning. Good morning, how are you? Excellent, thank you. Welcome to Personal Mastery. Hi. Um, my problem is um, I have three girls. The older one is 13, the, the, the next one is 12, and the younger one is 8. But the problem is the two, the 13-year-old the and the 12-year-old. They have this constant fighting, and it is so unhealthy to a point where they now get so physical, Ooh. physical to a physical fight. Hmm. I've, I've tried to Sitting them down. My mother has tried sitting them down. I really don't know what to do now. Hmm. Doctor, um, is it, Mindy, does it does the competition and the fighting happen when you are not there? When I'm there and when I'm not there. When okay. uh, so, uh, just a, a typical scenario. If I'm busy with the other one with homework, the other one will come and just literally stand there and yeah, like demand attention. Okay, so um, I want to suggest that you go and see a psychologist, all right? First, so that you can get a deeper understanding of what are the issues between the 12 and the 15-year-old. The other part is that the competition is about your attention. You've already identified one of them. You know how you do date nights with your husband? Consider date nights or date days or date weekends with your your girls separately. I'm a single parent. I'm sorry? I'm a single parent. Okay, but you do know how to go on a date with your girlfriend, with other people. You go to weddings and funerals. So you are able to allocate time for other significant people in your life. The point is, I am saying, let's see how you can find for each one, Mm. the 12-year-old and the 16-year-old, to have attention solely with you without feeling the need to compete with the other one. But you might have to, you might have other underlying deeper issues between the two girls. Go and find out. Because for most siblings, they fight in the presence of a significant... Okay. All right, Millie, uh, we hope you will take that advice and uh, work with it in the way that uh, will obviously help you forge forward. Thanks for that call and thanks for sharing your story with us. Uh, Doctor, we are out of time, but um, I think a a lot of what you've said 
is a lot that we can take and use. And uh, as I said earlier, when we when we entered the conversation, this is an evergreen, and we'll certainly revisit another aspect of the dynamics around sibling rivalry. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. All right, Dr. Tepiso Matenji, life coach, psychologist on personal mastery. Uh, work on it day by day, and uh, let's see how we can become better people and manage our relationships better. It is 9 o'clock. We'll get into the news, and uh, straight after that, it's The Bridge, LKG, Dineo, and Sumizi holding it down from 9 to 12 with Oscar Man right in there. It is 9 o'clock. I think it's a wrap from us.